What's up, everybody? Welcome to the JKR Podcast. My name is Jay Strigling. I'm going to be your host. Let's get into today's episode after a word from our sponsor. Welcome back to the JKR Podcast. As you guys know, my name is Jay Shrigling and I'm the host. It is the final episode of season one. We're in and out strong with ex-Lakeland coach and newly hired Prairie Heights boys basketball head coach, Delmer Bontrager. Did a lot of great things with the youth there at Lakeland, ready to dominate the NECC this year and years to come at Prairie Heights. Today we talk about all that plus a lot more, but with that being said, I just want to give a huge thanks to all the listeners we've had here season one. We've had a solid following each week. Even bigger things are coming here uh, for season two. Got a lot of things in the works. Got about 25 guests lined up so far, hoping for about 40 episodes next season. First episode will be Friday, February 4th. Be ready to expect a lot of D1 athletes next year with a big emphasis on baseball. Got a few agents already on the schedule ready for season two. Few A few pro athletes, some aspiring sports professionals, some CEOs of accomplished companies in the sports industry. With the rise of viewers later on here in this season, I've decided that I'm going to start selling sponsorships later on this fall for season two. I'll be posting later this fall about ways to partner with the JKR podcast and get your business name out there in front of our listeners. Anyway, let's dig in today's episode, and I hope you guys enjoy. And welcome back to the JKR Podcast. Today we have one of my favorite coaches growing up, newly hired Prairie Heights head basketball coach, ready to tear up the NECC this year, Delmer Bontrager. I'm glad to have you on the show, Coach. How you doing? I'm doing well, Jay. Uh, thanks, and uh, appreciate you inviting me on the show. Uh, really excited yeah, for you and your new endeavors here on this this podcast. Pretty awesome yeah, of for course. you. Uh, first off, I just want to have you introduce yourself a little bit. That way, the listeners can get to learn learn a little bit about you. Yeah, um, I, I'm Delmer Boncher. I've been uh, born and raised here in Lagrange County. Um, played coached basketball at Lakeland for many years. Uh, I've got two grown sons, uh, Cameron at 22, and Braden just graduated 18, and. My wife, Summer, who uh, we've been married for 20 plus years and uh, um, just kind of living the dream right now and getting a chance to be a first time head coach to, uh, of a program and couldn't be any, any more happier than doing now. Well, let's just get started. Let's dig into a little bit about your start in coaching. Uh, when did you get that first start in coaching and was it at Lakeland? Yeah, I actually, uh, um, after graduating high school there, uh, uh Tim Serk, who was my coach my senior year in high school, uh, invited, invited uh, me back to kind of sit on the bench, just help out when I could here and there, and and kind of got just a little taste of the coaching part of it. Uh, yeah. House the youth program stuff at uh, like on like uh, fifth and sixth grade leagues, and uh, met a lot of a lot of uh, um, young kids at that point that really kind of uh, got me molded into wanting to be a coach and give back to a, a sport that I have always loved. And has done so much for me in my life and my family's life. Yeah. So when you were growing up, was being a coach always like on your mind, or was it kind of Coach Cirque that kind of inspired you? Yeah, I don't. I, I could not say that even as a young kid that ever crossed my mind. Uh, you know, as a young kid, I I just loved to play multiple sports and basically just playing the game and playing it as long as I could. Uh, it was just one of those things where, man, I just love to play pickup, love to play open gyms or anything like that. Coaching was never even, you know, on the radar at a young age uh, until it got to the point where once you uh, get out of school and you realize, okay, uh, 
you know, what, what's what's left for the game now? What can I do with the game that I love? And and when you start to get in that taste of coaching young kids and realizing how you can, you know, help shape them or mold them into being better than what they thought they could be, um, it really becomes almost a uh, it becomes a sickness that you can't get away from. It's a great thing that um, just becomes very addicting and, and have loved it ever since. Yeah. So once you got that first start, have you been a coach ever since? Yeah, really pretty much have uh, from the youth program stuff on up. Um, had uh, done some youth AAU stuff in the in the uh, Lakeland program as well, some in-house stuff. And then, of course, as my boys got old enough when they were in, you know, the five to six-year-old age range and playing peewee basketball at the YMCA and um, getting paired up with uh, Coach Isaacs, the baseball coach from Lakeland, who him and I have coached for a long time together in multiple sports. And then uh, from there, just kind of blossomed into coaching, uh, you know, all the youth sports between baseball, football, basketball, um, pretty much everything there. And it just becomes, like I said, becomes kind of a part of your your uh, everyday life, really. And it just becomes an addiction. Yeah. I mean, you've definitely put a lot of dedication into that Lakeland program. Was it kind of your, like Cameron and Braden, was that kind of your motivation? Or was there a different type of motivation that just had you put so much dedication into the program? Yeah, I, I think it starts with the pride and, you know, a, a place where you went to school at. And, um, you know, Coach Cirque had done such a good job of building a program there and and um, um, had been there. You know, my senior year was his first year at the school and then just kind of getting to follow along with what he had done to build a program from the ground up and really uh, put the, you know, like on the map in the conference, you know, all through the 2000s. And uh, uh, just a neat thing to see. And then, you know, wanting my boys to have something, you know, to uh, be able to um, – I guess, kind of grow into, into that program and having pride in that. And then it just kind of, you know, fosters that where you, you jump into the coaching and try to make, uh, you know, your kids as, as good as they can be. And then also all the kids that are around them, uh, knowing that eventually they're all going to play together. So you want everybody to be as you can be. And, and um, you touch a lot of lives, you know, and you touch get to meet a lot of great parents and, and uh, have a lot of fun along the way. Yeah. And so how many years did you coach at Lakeland before when your kid, you were actually coaching one of your own kids? Um, I had coached in the youth program stuff mostly. And then I didn't coach at the high school level until Cameron's freshman year, uh, which would have been 2004 school year uh, was the first time at the actual the high school level. Up until then, I had done, um, you know, the youth stuff from the third grade AU on up through the uh, eighth grade stuff at, at coached the school team for sixth grade for a year as well um so it'd been quite a while okay and when you were co- doing all that youth stuff did you always have it in your mind that you kind of wanted to coach high school or was it in your mind that you kind of wanted to stay with youth no actually uh kind of just thought i would stay with the youth program uh kind of a, for us as parents we summer and i both we kind of thought you know hey this is great coaching the kids at youth level and you know I guess my vision was always that you try to make them as, as good as you possibly can and uh, really love the game. And then hopefully, you know, the stability would be there at the high school level where you, you know, have, you know, great coaching staff there that just takes them and molds them and, and makes them, you know, great young men and at that age, age level too, and, and good basketball players and continue that love and vision that we had started, you know, at a youth level. And uh, it didn't quite, turn out that way. We had a lot of coaching turnover. Um, as we all know, you know, obviously, uh, you know, coach Cirque was, um, got sick and with cancer for the second time. And then, um, you know, of course passed and so forth. And so, um, the program had kind of just, you know, went through a couple coaches at that time. And so, uh, just 
stability, you know, that we kind of thought would just always be there, you know, and stuff. So, um, so it did change. And then I think, you know, when uh, Scott LaPlace was the coach, uh, when I started helping at the high school level and um, had went to a summer, summer shootout with, uh, with the team there, you know, to watch uh, Cameron as a freshman play a little bit and, and uh, just getting to know Scott was a great guy, um, great Christian man, and just a really, really good dude. And, and uh, talking to him and stuff here and there, and he would had questions about, you know, the youth program and how we'd done some things and, and, um, and invited, invited me on to be a, you know, a freshman coach and um, kind of a high school assistant as well. So I thought, eh, what the heck, we'll give it a try. And uh, um, kind of been into it ever since at the, at the high school level. Yeah. And how long, like, how long did it take you to be at the high school level to think maybe you wanted to be a head coach someday? Um, I, I think still at that point at the high school level, you know, those first couple of years, just kind of cutting your teeth and trying to, you know, it's definitely a different animal. Um, youth basketball is, is great. And I think there's a lot of good things about it and you learn a lot and you uh, get better each year as a coach, you know, not just the players, but as a coach, but at the high school level, there's a lot to learn. I mean, you're, you're practicing every day versus just once or twice a week with your AAU stuff. Um, you know, small things from, you know, learning how to, you know, what, what your uniforms are going to look like, what kind of team shoes you're going to have, how to do the laundry, how your managers are going to um, organize, help organize your, your time clock in practice. And I mean, it's, it's a lot different at that level, you know? And so I think those first couple of years for me was kind of eye opening about how much you were, became a manager of a, of a program or a team, not just a, uh, a you know, a handful of kids. And so about year three, I think I, little bit of thinking hey this is kind of this is kind of something pretty cool that uh maybe it would be something that would be uh right up my alley at some point you know and I always kind of thought maybe it wouldn't be uh great to be the head coach when your kids are playing and I talked to some other dads that uh you know are and it is tough you know it puts a lot of pressure on your kids um because no matter what the situation you know it's the kids playing because the dad's the coach and all that other stuff that usually comes with that territory so I always kind of thought it'd be nice to just be a dad. Yeah, that's right. But, uh, uh, once you get into it, it's great too because you can give back and be around them every single day and in a sport that you both love. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. So, um, so this is Braden. This is when you, this is the first season that you're not going to have a kid playing high school. Is that kind of the reason you went out and applied for this Prairie Heights job, or did you have other thoughts? Yeah, I think it was one of those where. Um, you know, I'm, I'm 43 years old now and, and uh, kind of thought, you know, as we as my boys wind down through school, you know, had been involved in sports for a, quite a few years in coaching and and just thought, you know, it's time to reassess, you know, where do, where does summer and I go now with the with the boys being out of the house and, you know, where do we go? And and that feeling of, uh, you know, I didn't coach last year at the high school level, you know, got to be in the stands and uh, that was enjoyable to watch, you know, Braden from being in the stands did miss it being on the bench, obviously, but uh um, did realize pretty quick that uh, still had a lot of juice in the tank and still had a lot of energy for, for coaching. I thought maybe it would kind of uh, wane a little bit as, you know, the boys got out. Um, man, the fire still burning pretty heavy. And I thought, you know what? The uh, Prairie Heights job came open. I thought, hey, uh, what a great opportunity. It's something that's still in my own community uh, just 10 minutes down the road. And uh, with my job being in the community here and, and you know, being a big part of our, our lives too. And, I thought, you know, I wouldn't have to move or change a job or anything. I could still coach a program, uh, know some of the, so many of the families over there and and the kids that are over there and uh, the work ethic over there and just the blue-collar mentality. I loved it. And I thought, you know what, that fits my mold pretty easily. And uh, so I'll give it a shot, you know. I was uh, blessed and lucky to uh, um, 
be hired by Mr. Byler over there, who does a good job as the athletic director, and um, kind of pitched a vision to them, and and they kind of believed in me, and so um, here we are. Yeah. So if you if you could see that job opening up at like another school that would say be like 25, 30 minutes away, do you think you would have applied, or do you think it's kind of on the location that was another? Um, yeah, that's that's tough to say. You know, one that's farther away. Um, I don't know that I necessarily would have because just because of, like I said, you know, job being in this community, uh, we know we live right here in this community, wasn't really looking to relocate, um, hadn't really thought of it in that aspect until the Prairie Heights job came open that, hey, this might even be an opportunity to be a head coach at some point in time. You know, I hadn't really put much thought into it. You know, obviously, like the East Noble job, it came open at the same time and but uh, really hadn't put any thought into any other one. You know, once I saw the Prairie Heights one come open, I just thought, you know what, boom, there's a. There's an opportunity maybe to uh, build something there, so it yeah. kind of really intrigued me, and you know talked about it with uh, with Summer quite a bit because obviously uh, you know that's a big uh, big task for her as a wife too to continue to take on the being the uh, you know a coach's wife, and uh, she was she was all for it, you know to uh, go ahead and follow that dream a little bit, and so here we are. Yeah. All right. Well, um, so what was that process like from the time you saw that Prairie Heights job open all the way up to the time you got hired? Yeah, so it was, uh, I tell you, I saw the opening there and just kind of thought about it a little bit. You know, we, we definitely stewed on it a little bit here at home, uh, two of us, Summer and I did, and uh, talked to my boys about it a lot and uh, uh, talked to a couple other people, some friends and some and people that uh, kind of respected and, and kind of got opinions on, you know, goods and bads and so forth. And uh, um I'll be honest with you. I kind of waited till almost the last minute, you know, the, uh, the last day and, and, uh, just, uh, it just kept eating at me. I mean, I couldn't sleep for a couple of days there thinking about, you know, life is about opportunities and, and sometimes the door opens and closes pretty quickly. And if you don't step through it and take an opportunity head on, um, you might have regrets sometime down the road. And I just thought, you know what, um, ain't, and, uh, this is a great opportunity for, for us as a family. So, um, decided, you know what, let's jump in and see what happens. Yeah. So what was that interview process like? So what, like, what are some types of questions they ask you when they're interviewing to be a head basketball coach? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it was interesting. It was, uh, um, sitting down with Mr. Byler and a uh, small committee that they had put together to, uh, do the interview process was really, uh, I don't know, really relaxing. And, uh, I, I was pretty nervous going in, obviously, doing the interview process, but they made me feel right at home right away. And, and you know, I was kind of expecting some some questions along the lines of, you know, X's and O's and different things like that and such. And, and uh, you know, the big thing that their their process was, was, was culture. You know, where do you stand culture-wise? And what are you going to do to, uh, you know, build a program of positive culture for our youth kids to grow up in? And um, it was just all culture-driven, you know, and um, really wasn't a, a thought of, Hey, we got to win games now, or we got to be at this record each year. It was more about, you know, can we compete, but also, um, you know, drive a positive culture to kind of sustain something that can be long lasting, um, to where, you know, you just kind of expect good things every year, no matter what your talent. Um, I, I don't know. It's definitely very refreshing to sit down with those guys and, uh, pretty straightforward and felt like it was a, uh, great interview process. I just thought, I think uh, Mr. Byler does a really good job. He's very sharp, very uh, organized. I mean, nothing, no stone unturned with that guy. So uh, he does a great job. Yeah. So from your eyes, what's it going to be like building that winning culture there at Prairie Heights? 
Um, I, you know, I, I don't think it's, there's not really a secret recipe. It's just that it takes a lot of time and a lot of work in your youth program. Um, you know, kind of having watched uh, Coach Zirk build it at Lakeland and, you know, guy put a lot of time and effort into it um, throughout all the classes and, and really stay committed. Um, so it's definitely, you, you have to start with your youth program and uh, try to get buy-in from as many of not only the kids, but the families, the parents, the grandparents, then the community to trust you and, uh, you know, kind of buy in and want to do all the little things and the, uh, running the kids all over the place and, uh, you know, just trying to get better each day, you know, 1% better every day. And, and uh, I, I think that's what it takes. Now, that's not, it sounds like it's so simple, but it's not, you know, you still have to have a lot of uh, variables fall in, fall in place and, and, um, you know, kids have to have to buy into it and, and just got to be prepared all the time for new challenges for the kids and, and try to progress every day. Yeah. Um, well, I'm sure I'm sure the hire was a pretty big surprise to a lot of people. I know it was a big surprise to me. So what's it going to be like coaching against your old team that you went to high school with, coached there for so many years? What's it going to be like coaching to get against them this season? <laughs> yeah, I think it's uh, uh, it'll be interesting. I mean, uh, you know, we'll obviously tell the kids, you know, it's just another game. And, and uh, on the schedule, we play one game at a time. Obviously, that's kind of the mantra anyway. But um, it, it'll be some, uh, it'll be some mixed emotions, you know, from, from me, as far as, you know, when, when we get out there and, and coming out on the floor and so forth, but, you know, once the ball goes in the air, it's a game and then you're coaching again. And, and, uh, it's just, um, you know, doing the best you can to put your kids in a situation to be successful. And, uh, you know, when it's over and done with, maybe you look, look back on it a little differently, but, uh, got a chance to, uh, coach with, uh, Nick Burlingame. Um, as, uh, as you know, he was the coach at Lakeland for three years. And when he came back here and took the Lakeland job, you know, he, and, um, so I got to kind of see that firsthand when, uh, you know, the first year when he got to go against his former, you know, his alma mater and, and kind of the emotion that he went through with it, you know, I think it was a big, you know, it's a big deal and you try to downplay it to the kids, but kids all know, you know, they all get it. And, uh, it was, uh, uh definitely a, a, a great feeling I think for him that night to be able to his first time, you know, go up against angle and be able to beat him. And, uh, um, so I, I do know that there will be, you know, some emotion that comes along with it, but. Um, like I said, hopefully at the end of the day, you know, it's it's another game and you just got to prepare for it and do the best you can. All right. Well, let's transition a little bit to this upcoming year's two, uh, 2021 Prairie Heights team. What are you kind of expecting from this season? Yeah, I expect a pretty big turnaround. You know, last year, um, uh, program struggled really. Um, won three games at the varsity level, played a lot of kids that were uh, young, um, sophomores playing at the varsity level and and I just noticing the, the difference in the bodies this year from last year, uh, they've obviously grown, you know, you get to take young boys that are 15, 16 years old. Now they're 16, 17 and uh, some of them 18, you know, some seniors and, and uh, just matured one year more. And I, I just feel like the, uh, the growth and that, that aspect has been, uh, uh, been nice to see, you know, watching a lot of stuff from film last year and, and trying to take some bits and pieces from, you know, guys that are coming back, and uh, kind of instilling some things that we want to do this year. And uh, um, really excited about the group. Um, had a lot of good numbers here in, in, the, uh, in the weight room uh, the last month. And then, uh, you know, starting workouts this week, both uh, Monday and Wednesday night, uh, having good numbers in there. And, and uh, what's also been great is, you know, we've tried to involve our uh, middle schools in as much stuff as we can. So what's been really nice to see is uh, having some middle school kids come into our, our workouts and, uh, uh, you know, the high school kids really take them under their wing and encouraging them in, in the drills and shooting workouts and stuff that we put together and, and uh, really like that cohesiveness. Kind of the buy-in. 
um, kind of that culture stuff, you know, we've, we've tried to talk about with the kids and, and uh, so uh, really excited about the group. I think there's uh, a lot of potential for these guys to uh, uh, compete each night, you know, and um, never really talk about wins and losses with the group. It's more about just competing, more about uh, um, competing as a team for yourself and um, do the best we can do. And then the scoreboard will take care of itself once we take care of everything else. Yeah. So who are a few of the players on this year's roster that the NECC should be on lookout for? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, first kid I always think about with this group right now is uh, uh, Logan Hamilton. Uh, he's a senior. Uh, he's probably the grittiest, you know, one of the grittier kids I've ever coached as far as a guard standpoint and uh, does everything that's asked as a, as a great leader, leads by example. Uh, he's, a, he's a dog in the weight room. He works his tail off on the floor. He's the loudest guy in the gymnasium. Um, he's just a guy that's a nonstop motor and a positive influence. You never have to worry about, you know, uh, whether he's going to be uh, show up to play as far as whether well, his head's right or not. The kid just does everything he asks and uh, kind of a great coach's, uh, coach's dream to coach, you know. And um, so he'll be one that's back back this year that's uh, been good for us. Um, Colton Penick is another one that's a senior. Uh, we've only got two seniors this year, and he's a football player too and uh, just a dynamite kid too, works his tail off and uh, just a great energy in the gym when he's in there. And just two great seniors to kind of lead the program with. And uh, excited to be uh, be around those guys a ton this winter. And um, so that's the senior class. Our junior class is pretty loaded. Um, top of that class will be Chase Batchelor coming back. He he started as a freshman, you know, obviously with the group that was uh, really good. The cl- a couple classes above him that won, you know, 20 games. And I got a chance to be around that group. And, and he's kind of starting to blossom a little more into being, uh, you know, a little more of a scorer overall. I think he scored about 11, 12 points a game last year as a sophomore. And, you know, we look to him for him to take some big strides this year and, and be a little more aggressive, a little more of a vocal leader. Uh, his body's really changed a lot. He's long, 6'3", 6'4", long, pretty athletic, and do about everything you ask on the floor on both ends. Um, so really excited to, to see his maturation this fall. Um, other, other juniors in that class, uh, Leighton Byler, who's a um, short guard. Most guys know uh, – people remember him from last year as being probably one of the shorter guys in the conference, but – uh, I would dare bet he's probably one of the grittiest players that you'll see in the conference this year. And uh, kid, kids just dynamite on the defensive end, handles the ball on a string, and does a good job of really being a playmaker, getting guys involved. Um, Cam Leedy's another junior coming back, uh, played some last year as a sophomore. Kid shoots it pretty well at a high level. Uh, his strength has increased. I look for for him to really bring a lot more to the table this year for the, for the group as well. Um, Isaiah Malone uh, played last year also as a sophomore. He's pushing six, five ish now long and lean, um, maybe our best overall three point shooter, uh, surprisingly, um, to think that as a big kid, but, um, really shoots the ball really well from the perimeter. And, you know, he's, that's going to add a lot of things that, uh, can be hard to guard for other teams. Um, Logan Swigert, another junior group and, and, uh, he brings a lot of good things to the table. So, um, pretty deep class right there with the juniors and, uh, um, look forward to seeing some of the sophomores and freshmen in the gym. A lot of them that I haven't really got to got to see a whole lot of, um, other than call out here and there. We got a lot of kids that play fall sports, and so uh, um, get a chance to get them in the gym a little more. Yeah. So it sounds like you have a pretty versatile team this year. Like, what type of offense are you planning on running? Uh, we'll be mostly a four out, one in, uh, some five out stuff. I'm trying to uh, push and transition stuff and. Uh, kind of a driving space type of offense. Uh, got a lot of kids handle the ball. Uh, you know, just trying to develop as many shooters right now as we possibly can to really space the floor. Uh, we 
ideally like to play, you know, seven, eight, nine kids on any given night. I like to really get up and guard, kind of push tempo and, and uh, mix up some defenses to give some other teams some different looks and uh, just create some opportunities for us to be as aggressive as we can. I think uh, by nature, this group and just watching them all, you know, in the gym this all summer is uh, they're, they're pretty aggressive by nature anyway. So I think uh, uh, being able to utilize that and, and uh, just kind of their, their hard nose mentality and, and just try to get up and, and uh, you know, make people uncomfortable and, and try to get up and down the floor a little bit. Uh, yeah. I think last year, uh, this last year's group, I think they gave up almost uh, 68, 69 points a game, you know. So uh, the big point of emphasis for that group is going to, you know, this, this year's class is going to be, uh, uh, you know, on the defensive end, got to be able to compete on that end for us to be able to win any games. So. Um, we'll look to improve that number dramatically this year. And I think, uh, I think the fans are going to be pretty excited to see uh, the product on the floor. Um, should be pretty happy with this group coming out and kind of expecting, you know, anytime there's a coaching change, I think there's, you know, a little bit of a, a new buzz, a new energy, and um, just expecting some good crowds to come out and watch. And, and I couldn't be more excited because I think the kids are so far really working, working their butts off. And uh, uh, I think it's going to translate well this, this winter. Yeah. So that type of style that you plan on playing, are you planning on having that throughout your program from like the youth levels all the way up through middle school and high school or how do you, how do you plan on doing that? Yeah, I think, I think there's a point where um, I had a great talk with uh, uh, TJ Schneider about this not too long ago about how the uh, youth program, whether it, it mirrors exactly what your high school program is. And, and I think, uh, I think there's kind of a, um, there's a point where you can't be exactly like your high school because at your youth level, you're not obviously as strong or as uh, skilled. So it'll be a, a variable, uh, some variables of what we do at the high school level, uh, definitely on the defensive end, the aggressiveness will be there, but offensively we'll, uh, we'll, we'll look to incorporate some other things, maybe a uh, um, half court where uh, we can work on, um, you know, protecting the kids that are less skilled to be able to get caught up without getting exposed and stuff. So, um, the big thing is, is the skill building uh, from the youth level on up. And that's been our big point of emphasis. Um, had summer camp this year for the, uh, the youth kids and, you know, had 40, 47, 48 kids showed up for that and got a chance to meet a lot of great young kids from uh, third grade on up to the eighth grade. And, and that was a big point of emphasis was trying to implement our, our skill sets that we want to want the kids to learn. Yeah. So you mentioned TJ Snyder there. Is he coming on to be part of the coaching staff or what's your coaching? What do you plan on having your coaching staff look like? No, he's not. He's actually just a, you know, a friend kind of bouncing some ideas off of, and um, he's not interested in doing any coaching. Believe me, I, I did ask and he's, he wasn't interested in any coaching anymore. And, um, but however, my staff, uh, uh, our staff, I should say is uh, uh, Sean Garman's our varsity assistant. Um Many people remember his daughter, Alexis Garman, who played a couple of years ago from Prairie Heights, a uh, great point guard, went on to play. She's playing at uh, Ancilla College this year. And uh, so he was around the game, you know, for years, uh, ran the, helped run the youth program, uh, had run a youth program in Texas, him and his wife, Brooke. And, and uh, so he'd been around the game a long time. Um, good knowledge in the game. Uh, very, uh, uh, very uh, uh, knowledgeable as far as skill set stuff and, uh, uh, in-game experience. He was on the uh, girls varsity staff a couple of years ago at Prairie Heights. And so he's got some uh, experience there at the high school level. Um, and then our, uh, this time our JV coach, Cameron Bontrager, which is my oldest son there, he's going to help coach the JV level. And then uh, Jeff Patrick, uh, he's going to coach our freshman team. Um, those guys both graduated together in 20, uh, 2018 from Lakeland. 
So they come over. Jeff Patrick, he coached the uh, seventh grade the last two years at Lakeland. So he's coming over to join our staff. And um, eighth grade is Austin Penick, um, former player at Prairie Heights, uh, great player, graduated, and I believe uh, 17, 16 or 17, somewhere in there. But a uh, great score when he was there, you know, obviously knows the game of basketball. And uh, he's been at the eighth grade level the last, uh, was there last year as well. Uh, Chandler Saylor is our seventh grade coach, and he's been um, he's been on the staff in different roles. I think this will be his second year on the seventh grade staff. I think he was at the high school before that. Um, those guys both do a really good job as far as communicating. I've been in touch with them quite a bit this summer on um, just kind of what you know what uh, our culture needs to look like and and some things that we want them to do. Our seventh and eighth grade, you know, they're going to run most of the same stuff we do and and uh, be very uniform to what we want to do at the high school level. So. Um, that's kind of our coaching staff at this point. All right. Sounds like a pretty solid squad you got. Um, I've got, I've got one last question for you before we end it off. Um, I know you want to talk a little about how, um, how to help kids get started in their career in coaching. So obviously a lot of people dream of becoming a coach one day. What advice would you give them from your journey? Yeah, I would say, um, what, what, what I see anymore with these young kids that, um, maybe have a dream or a passion for that, um, First and foremost, I would say get involved in your youth program uh, at your local school. Um, if you've got a relationship with, you know, your high school coach and and I'm sure any of us, you know, that our high school coaches love to have our guys come back and be involved in our programs and and uh, give back to the community. Um, it's a good way, an entry level way to uh, uh, really see how the game touches you in that in that role as a coach. And and from there, I would say. Um, if you're going to go to college, I would say, uh, you know, try to try to get on as a, uh, you know, student manager or something of that nature where you can get around your local college team and and gain just tons of experience. And um, I'm not sure what the percentages are, but I've, I've read some things before where there's um, tons of these guys that get, uh, you know, D1 college jobs, whether it be assistants or film guys or whatever, but they get the as a college basketball player, but as a, you know, just a starting as it, whether it be a student manager or an assistant of some sort, you know, volunteer assistant, and then just work their way up. And man, what a great way to be around some, some good minds and, and really learn the game at a higher level, you know, and, and uh, I, I would recommend that highly for any kids wanting to do that. All right. Well, coach, I'm really, I'm really, I was really excited. You were able to come on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. So I just thank you for coming on and it's all I got for you. All right, Jason. Thanks, man. I appreciate. Thanks for doing this, and thanks for doing this for for you know other people that you have on your your podcast here. And big things coming for you, buddy. Just a huge thank you for Coach Bontrager for coming on the show. Felt like we had a great conversation here today. Hope you guys enjoyed. Like I mentioned earlier, just a big thank you to you guys for listening here for Season 1. Hope you guys continue that on for Season 2. While we hit this off season, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at JKR underscore podcast. Also, give us a like on Facebook. Be your best ways to follow. See what's going on. Just make sure to follow that. Hope to see you guys February 4th. It's that Friday. Big time at big time interview coming on that Friday. Hopefully, hopefully you guys are there. Catch you guys then.